right, everyone. Uh, thanks for coming. I'm sure a few more people will hop in, but uh, I can kind of get started on a little bit of high-level stuff that's uh, not that important. I just have a... Uh, so I do have a new structure now where if you go to the Notion, uh, there's two places I'm going to put the weekly agenda. And so if anyone wants to add to the weekly agenda and has like an action item, there's a couple of things you can do. You can uh, DM me beforehand, a couple of days before the meeting or, you know, an hour before the meeting, whatever. Um, and I'll add you to the agenda. But also I can, if you look at the, the actual event um, in the, like, oh, uh, Farmer Dan, you mind meeting? Um, in the, like, if you click events, you'll see I'm going to post like a abbreviated schedule in there. And I'm going to post a detailed schedule in the notion and where you can find that is in Dow notion and then meetings, the meetings tab, which has like a little phone next to it. And if you click that, then I'm going to have upcoming meeting agendas. And if you click then on, it'll have a little notebook next to it. So if you click Beanstalk farms, Dow meeting, this one is, you know, January 20th, then if you click that, you can click open and then that will have all the meeting notes. Um, so right now we have like 12, um, 12 uh, agenda items. And then obviously there'll be time at the end where anyone can bring anything up, but that's kind of, uh, this gives you a little bit of a format of what we're trying to achieve, what's on the schedule and who's going to be doing the talking. So, um, so just to get like, that's my, my opening little rant, which is, uh, I just said like update new meeting structure, dumpling speaks two minutes. So, I think I used my two minutes there. Um, so I don't know if it's useful for me to say everything we're going to talk about today before we talk about it. Um, I might just do it this time because it's the first meeting. Um, but in the future, since people will know where to look, I won't have to go over, you know, go over the schedule before, but I probably just, just mentioned this time just um, to make it a little easier for people. Um, and good. I can see a few people are on the, uh, are actually on the notion. So that's cool. Um, but so the next item I was just going to chat, we're going to have a beans of poker tournament uh, meeting tomorrow. So I just wanted to kind of chat a second about, about what that's going to be, uh, where that meeting is going to be held. Um, then after that farmer, Dan was going to talk a little bit about the merch update and uh, how that's going to roll out. Then we were going to, uh, D's beans was going to talk about, uh, educational material. Sorry. I was going to talk about educational materials, but maybe D's beans will talk about it a little bit too. Uh, then we wanted to D's beans and I were going to talk about, um, a kind of the overall DAO structure and an org chart that we've put together. Um, that kind of a visual org, org chart, which we think is really cool. And we wanted to kind of show that to the community and maybe get a little bit of input on it. Um, then Ereal, who I don't think is here today, um, yeah, he told me he wasn't going to be here, so that's fine. Uh, we might actually just push that item because he's not here. He has an idea for email standardization that we might uh, talk about maybe next meeting, but it's not urgent, so we'll, we'll push that. Um, then Silo Chad was going to tell us about the um, Pod Marketplace update. Um, then IPO and Chill and JWW were going to tell us about the uh, marketing agency exploration that they've been up to. So just a short update on that. JWW was going to update us on the NFTs. Uh, JWW is going to update us on the payroll. And then Syncubate and JWW are going to update us on the uh, pod, the pods initiative to support 1559 community. Uh, so look forward to that. And then these beans will tell us about the branding progress update highlight 
stuff from the branding meeting that happened on Monday and just kind of update the DAO on that. So uh, a lot of small kind of five minute items, but uh, uh, we'll go ahead and get started. Um, so on the Beans of Poker Tournament, uh, that's going to be a meeting with uh, me, Farmer Dan, Bean Intern, uh, and whoever else is interested and wants to be a part of that project or just has some ideas on it. Um, so that's going to be uh, tomorrow at 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. So we have to do a little bit of a time zone dance because of um, because of uh, Bean Intern's time zone, but uh, totally, totally cool. And so if anyone wants to hop into that chat, we'll just do it here in the barnyard. Um, and we're going to talk about uh, also maybe Mr. Manifold, if you if you happen to be available, that'd be great um, if you could come too. Um, but we're going to chat about uh, different people we can collaborate with, uh, different protocols that might be interested. Right now we have some people with uh, from Olympus. We have some people from uh, Bong Bears, some people from uh, Income, however you pronounce that, and uh, a couple other NFT projects that we think might not only have people who want to buy into the tournament, but also would um, donate towards the prize pool, which would help us diversify the prize pool and hopefully bring more people in. So um, the things we're going to be talking about during that meeting are which providers are going to be best to use or which um, poker platforms and how to divvy up the prize pool, maybe the structure of the prize pool, timing of the tournament, things like that. Um, so I won't take... Uh, too much more time except to say that if we could get a developer uh to come to that meeting just to kind of give us an idea of what the technical limitations are going to be um how feasible it is to have like a a buy-in option on the website on the bean.money website that would be super cool so if i don't know if anyone here could speak to that or could commit to coming to the meeting tomorrow so we could get into that in detail but that's something that we're going to need and um if we're shooting to have the tournament in february that's something that we need to figure out sooner rather than later so um that's something i'm that's my last item on the uh on the poker tournament but does anyone have kind of the bandwidth for that or the like um or does anyone i'm just trying to I don't know really who would be involved with that. It seems like this, we're going to need some kind of smart contract for people to uh, to put like 100 beans in for that to be locked up. And that's going to be the prize pool, which later is delivered. Um, ideally, there would be some kind of front end stuff that would show how many people have registered that would be kind of a snappy, um, a snappy interface. I'm thinking along the lines of when Olympus did 3-3 together. I don't know if anyone else was involved with that or had seen that but they did this cool thing where basically they gave away their rebases um for three three together it was super cool uh, and the i have some screenshots of it i thought it was a really nice looking um sort of interface that they had there so um anyway i'll anyone who's you know free or i can follow up with people later but um might be cool to um see who's available for you know for help and to kind of get an idea of what what might be doable um so yeah i think i think we'll probably be able to help out a lot with that um okay we probably don't need to spend too much time talking about that in a group setting but um between i mean it's not particularly complicated and given how we already have the nft set up um 
you know, it'll just be porting over a similar structure for like a basic contract that'll probably just support uh, buy-ins, if you will. And then we can maybe re represent that buy-in as uh, like a something that you receive in return for your buy-in. And then you can use that to authenticate, you know, sort of like through collab land or something and entry into the poker game. You know, just making that up here, but awesome. the idea no, that is sounds, that sounds great. We'll, we'll be able to figure something out. Okay, I just I just wanted to get a quick like gut check for feasibility, so it wasn't like we came up with this great plan, but then we couldn't actually execute on it. So, um, okay, that's great. We'll just we should just group. We should just circle yeah. up on that sooner rather than later, and you know, because it will take a little bit of time given how much other stuff is going on. Sure, sure. Also, if you know now you're. Uh, <laughs> you're already making me get into like dreamland a little bit, but if we could have some kind of like NFT that you, you get, you receive in exchange for your buy-in, that'd be pretty awesome. Cause we'd get people to screen share that, you know, screenshot that and share it and that kind of thing. Um, maybe like that rotating coin that bean goons designed would be awesome. So anyway, we'll, we'll save that for the meeting, but I just wanted to mention that. Um, okay. So next on the agenda is, um, Farmer Dan, do you want to uh, chat a little bit about the merch update? Um, what's going on there? Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so yeah, uh, the the hats are currently on the way. Um, I got an update email yesterday, actually. It looks like they're not going to be arriving until February 8th, though. Um, just some you know classic pushbacks there. Um, and then, yeah, we are, if you've taken a look in the merch channel recently, they're also, um, you know, getting some like boats or some says for different um, mugs as well as shirts. Um, the shirts were made by Bean Goons as well. You know, I think they're awesome. They're just like the uh, Genesis NFTs, um, like the shirts that they're wearing there. Um, so yeah, those will be pretty sweet. Um, those will be ordered, you know, within the next couple of days here. Um, so yeah, if you haven't gotten a chance to look, um, we we're just hoping to get some like. Um, some like sizing polling as well as um on the two different mug designs there um so yeah i mean if if you're interested just go ahead and um take a look in there yeah both of those things are coming in the short term as well and similar setup um just be shipping them out um once we receive them oh yeah that's that's pretty much it there um you know we we definitely Something, you know, you and I should talk about the potential of adding to the merch store just in the way I've been getting some other requests for people wanting hoodies or like NFT shirts and stuff like that. So, you know, if we could put, um, I'll just kind of riff on that as well. Sure. Yeah, I think that's, that's a great idea. And also eventually if people could, one thing I, I had uh, to maybe just discuss and see if anyone has any ideas on is um, the... You know, the, the viability of paying for things in Bean would be super cool if, like, I'd love it if I could buy a hoodie with Bean, right? But then just trying to understand, like, the fees that, like, the fees associated with that and if it would make sense. Um, so, I, I don't know. Just uh, It seems like it probably wouldn't, but um, it'd just be amazing if this could be, like, our first, like, actual use case of Bean, right? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then kind of just going off of that as well, um, it looks like the layer three bounties just got um, voted and pushed through um, earlier today. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I guess we'll have to touch base on that, Mr. Manifold. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, if that's the case, we can definitely go ahead and get those pushed out to the Layer 3 team. I'm not sure. Obviously, we'll have to touch base on all this, but it seems like everything is, um, in the next few days, going to be ready to go for those as well. And we have our announcement ready for that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, Uriel's not here, but yeah, he put that together and it looks nice. Okay. Uh, well, great. Yeah, well, um, thanks for that. And so, yeah, go ahead and head over to the merch section and uh, vote so we get an idea for sizing. Uh, some cool stuff on the way there. Uh, and we'll give more updates as that, uh, you know, as, as they come in. Um, okay, so next um, we have in the uh, branding meeting, we, we had a really big priority of creating more educational materials. So we've been, um, you'll notice in the DAO, um, pull it, uh, in the DAO project section, there's been a couple of new projects that have been made. One of them is video curriculum. So we have several people now who are working on um, a whole series of, of videos that are going to be like educational videos. So we have, um, am I, um, you know, if you're interested in that, head over to that channel and you can chat with the folks um, in the channel. It was a DM um, with, with mod, with TV, with JWW. I'm sorry if I'm forgetting a few people um, who are involved, um, but these beans is going to be uh, working heavily on that project too. So, if you're interested in that, head over to that video curriculum channel and um, kind of raise your hand because we're going to get moving on that stuff um, pretty soon. Um, then this was also, uh, I know that the zero to Actually, Beanstalk. Yeah, J I was going to bring JWW. Do you want to talk about the zero to Beanstalk um, initiative and elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, actually, that's just because I've never shared my screen in here. I want to try it. Um, so we, uh, like one thing that I've been thinking about, and I think we all kind of voiced, um, but thinking about for a while is like how to actually try to focus on those, the full bandwidth of non-DeFi users to like, you know, uh, those that have, you know, uh, that work in like a curve free pool, et cetera, like the full bandwidth of people, um, that we can think about reaching. And so I, maybe a month or two ago, I started sketching down some ideas about like a zero to Beanstalk initiative of like what it would actually take to get someone who's never like, you know, interacts with the computer, but has never actually done anything with anything in DeFi or with crypto before um, and trying to actually get them into Beanstalk and really break it down to be as simple as possible. Um, it was a way for me to just try to explain it to myself in more detail, but then also to like talk to you know friends and family, especially those who are by no means involved with any of this. Um, and so I started working through like a really simple deck that I was hoping then could become like a thread where we talk through really basic concepts of DeFi and cryptocurrency and the idea is like okay after 10 minutes my initial hope was like after 10 minutes of doing this like Beanstalk 101 so to speak um, you'd be in a position where you could actually then go invest like which we would talk about in Beanstalk 102 um, where you could like jump in and we would teach you how to actually make a transaction um, and the, the thinking behind it it was really very simple excuse like the notes that we have here but like taking a very simple phrase such as this where uh, and this is again, this is not a final version or anything, but just this kind of language where, you know, Beanstalk is a, Bean is a type of a cryptocurrency, specifically an algorithmic stable, et cetera, et cetera. But taking that and breaking this down to make it as digestible as possible, like through analogies where we, you know, pair a bean with a dollar and, and you know, email with physical mail, 
So again, just at the end of it, the end goal would just be like, okay, we want anyone to be able to like basically spoon feed them into beans. And again, this is not like, uh, you know, these these beans is doing an awesome job on on the branding piece, which is you know we're targeting a little bit more on the DeFi, and we've got this persona of this person. This like that curriculum, um, and then to Dumpling's point, um, you know we started to kind of expand more on like what the videos would actually look like. This is something that actually came up a few months ago during one of the very early down meetings. Where we were talking about like how do we get how do we feel confident like onboarding people? How do we develop a series of classes for people to feel like they're advancing and making sure that they're getting the right content? Like, you know, Publius and, and the Publius community has like so much thinking. How do we actually take as much of that as possible and like make sure it's accurate and pushed into the community? And so that I think this curriculum that you just that we're that we're thinking about now in these videos are the start of like a broader scope of like this coursework. Um, and so the Zero to Beanstalk broadly, in my mind, is like something again we've talked about for a long, for for a couple of months now. Of like, how do we break this down to make it as accessible as possible, and kind of continue with the narrative of universities and classes and stuff like that, um, so that someone at any, again, whether they're they're a DeFi crypto native or someone who's never even heard of DeFi, can get up to speed with Beanstalk. Some of this we need to create. Some of it we it already exists, obviously, and it's not saying that we need to focus on all of this but just starting to map down like what this journey would look like. And so some of the thinking behind this kind of zero to beanstalk curriculum um, was taken from, again, that, that group that, that Dumpling just started where TB throws some ideas out for creating um, videos. Um, and this is not by no means a fleshed out set. It's just like initially like, okay, like what would it actually take from someone who's again, never heard of DeFi to get them all the way to the level of, you know, just, understanding impermanent loss or peg maintenance too um and again this is not by any means an assigning anything or anything like that it's just like walking through the steps of getting there um and so what would be awesome is to talk through these courses in more detail um you know add learnings that we could have at some point again and where we need to focus is very very crucial because all of this could get become like disaster if everyone's trying to focus on it um so again it's just more so high level to put that thinking on paper um, and then Publius, obviously your thoughts on a lot of this would be invaluable. Um, but even when we get down to like the bottom part of it, for example, like somebody who might be like an advanced expert in the field, like they, you know, there's a, even a video, you know, where we're actually walking through the equations in more detail. So that by the end of it, you know, after you kind of graduate through class five, 502 or 505, like you should understand Beanstalk through and through. Um, and then this kind of layout is again, something we've talked about in the community for a while where ideally we can say like, okay, a true shepherd or somebody who we're gonna help, somebody who we want in the community talking to, you know, newcomers and stuff like that um, has some kind of designation and we know that they've gone through all of these courses, et cetera. Um, so we can use it for a bunch of different purposes. Um, again, it's not it's not fully fleshed out. The idea is just barely, barely on paper. Um, but just wanted to show you guys what this kind of very high level thinking is about. Um, obviously get everyone's thoughts, everyone to tear it apart, break it apart, you know, tell us it's garbage and we'll just delete the whole spreadsheet. Um, but just wanted to share kind of high level what that looks like. Um, and again, I, 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 we've had a bit of conversation about it, but I think it's like very important that we down the road when we want to focus on like the non-DeFi users from like a, from like a outreach perspective and stuff like that. Again, not saying that's the target in the near term, but down the road, um, it's just going to be helpful for us to be able to tie all this narrative back together. So um, anyway, that's just a quick snapshot of it. Um, everyone's thoughts would be great. Um, yeah.
I'm sorry for the long-winded uh, explanation. Sure, uh, JW, that's the first I've seen this spreadsheet. It looks super cool. Um, I think that uh, I'd be happy to yeah open it up and see what other people think. Um, Yeah. Hi, guys. Um, um, I think, um, can you hear me? Can everyone hear me first? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. Um, I think what JWW um, has done is, 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 is great, um, especially with the, with the highway, you know, uh, system uh, where anyone, anyone can come in at anywhere and then uh, suddenly, you know, join in, in that highway uh, and get that um, um, education or courses that you want. And one, one of the things that we were discussing yesterday uh, was thinking, where do we want to focus? So like, um, who, which, which courses or which material uh, do we think is, um, is, is the one that we start with and then, and then we embed to the rest? Um, uh, and after that, um, um, I looked into the, um, the proposal for the landing uh, video uh, that Wolfie and, and these beans are working about. These beans, we had a chat yesterday and he briefed me uh, or got me up to date with it. Uh, and, and I think there's a lot of great work happening, uh, happening there. Uh, and the way that I'm thinking about it is um, when I joined uh, uh, the community a month ago, all of my thinking was going towards how do we make, you know, uh, Beanstalk more efficient. Uh, and, and, and the more I've, uh, I've been like, you know, listening to the conversation, getting it, I understand that our target is, is growth right now. So it's not efficiency, it's, it's getting more people onboarded and, and to grow, uh, grow in, uh, together. Uh, and Wolfie seems uh, that he has done uh, a good amount of thinking in it with a script uh, that he's uh, working on on that landing page. And, and what I'm thinking is, do we want to think of a unified message um, and then uh, use that in different channels? Um, so right now, what they're thinking about is how do we get someone to convert, you know, so you have a follower and how do we convert that follower into, uh, into a user or into a Beanstalk uh, user. So if, if we get that amount of uh, thinking and we decide this is, this is the message uh, that we want to we wanna, uh, deliver, and then we can start um, rephrasing it into different uh, uh, channels uh, with different content. So the same message, we do curric uh, curriculum uh, for it. This is how it starts. Uh, the landing page, uh, Twitter threads. Uh, blog posts, etc., etc., etc. But we have the same message, which you know is focused on how can we convert um, um, the day-to-day -day user or someone who doesn't uh, know anything about it and, and switch that. D does that make sense? Ahmad, I think I think that makes sense. And actually, I think this is I think these beans is actually really nailing this on the the branding work that he's tackling. Um, and we actually did chat about this yesterday. I think. They've, him, these beans and, and um, sweet red beans have put a ton of work in this and talked to the community. And these beans, I'm not, I'm not sure not to put you on the spot or anything. Or I think you were going to talk about it later. Uh, but I know from like a tone and voice, for example, like again, they put in a ton of hours behind this. So like even for example, the whole curriculum that we just walked through, none of this would ever be done like from a content or creative perspective with you know without ever a, the whole creative team controlling all that right um so i think like i think that is actually in the works which is great news um but these beads i don't know if you want to chime in hey yeah um no that's uh definitely good question um that would probably make sense or i mean that's a that's definitely a great idea it's not nothing is ironed out uh just quite yet as far as like a uni uniform message um for when we start i guess this is the discovery process for the user um a quick update on the landing page video though because that might be something good to talk about while we're on that topic um 
So Wolfie and Wildheart, they've been doing a great job. Um, E-Real has been helping a ton with uh, editing some of the, the content and the material for it. And hopefully we're going to try to do another draft by tomorrow. Um, we're thinking because uh, they're pretty pressed for time as far as getting their animator, um, there's not going to be like a, a full official Beanstalk visual identity uh, set um, from when they needed to start the video. So we're thinking of actually um, making that video kind of like an unofficial community-created project. That way it puts a little bit less pressure on them and um, they don't need to make it completely on brand with Beanstalk. They can kind of make it a little bit more, uh, you know, just kind of like a one-off community thing. Um, definitely wanted to get a little bit of feedback on that from the community, though, if, if you all are okay with that. Um, just be just knowing with like the the timelines and things like that. Um, my take on it would be that I think getting it out, yeah, getting it as long as it meets our standards, it might not meet a hundred percent of like the new branding type of requirements or whatever, but like getting out a little bit of content just to get some video out there is probably good. Um, yeah, I would just think that you know trying to push for a little bit sooner as opposed to um you know I, i'd like to it'd be great to have something sooner rather than later in my in my eyes yeah no for sure that's kind of why we're thinking like uh just to make it a bit more unofficial and that way we can have some type of video to share on the socials um that's kind of the aim of it now uh, but yep that's pretty much just the update as far as that page or that video goes Um, so these beans next, I wanted to, if there was a chance, um, uh, I wanted to see if you could share, uh, do you, are you able to share your screen? Cause I wonder if you could show the, the org chart and just obviously we're going to flesh it out a little bit more, but I think that that could be a really helpful thing. Maybe we put it on the notion. Um, you know, I think that it just helps people kind of like understand who is in, you know, what department. And I think that was like a breakthrough moment for us once we put it together. So <laughs> I wanted to see if maybe you could just sort of give people a, like a taste of it so that maybe you could, sh maybe we could uh, see it later. Also then if people said, Oh, you know, I really shouldn't be in that department or I think maybe, you know, it might just um, help people to see it. And uh, understand. Yeah, no, for it. sure. I just shared it. Um, but Apologies, community, for the crude drawings. It's, it's still a work in progress, as you can see, to sketches. Okay, it just loaded for me. So this is all elsewhere in the notion, but it just sort of helps to have things laid out, I think. So, uh, Dees, you could cut us through it a little bit. And Oh yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So just because right now, uh, Beanstalk farms. So I guess to kind of go through, we, we kind of have like three DAOs right now in this discord. We have the Beanstalk farms DAO. Um, and sorry if this is a little bit redundant for people who have been here a bit longer, but, um, the Beanstalk farms DAO is just the DAO that's trying to help support Beanstalk and, and move product and all the, and all that stuff. Uh, the Bean Sprout, that's run by Mr. Manifold. These are like the one-off projects and the one-off proposals. 
that people can um, do, things like the layer three bounties. And then the actual Beanstalk DAO, just the regular Beanstalk DAO, these are all the stockholders. Um, and so what we, as we're just onboarding a ton of people into the Beanstalk Farms DAO, uh, because we needed just, we needed hire, we need people. Um, we wanted to kind of make sure everything was fully organized and cleaned up so that as we're on, onboarding people, we know exactly where to, where to put them and uh, which department they would go to and who they could go to to, to help them through the hiring process, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And um, we have kind of these um, five main departments that we're thinking. Um, the design department, the marketing department, operations, engineering, and biz dev. And obviously, this is not uh, final. So if any, anyone has feedback or is like, yeah, just like what Dumpling said, oh, I want to be in this department versus that one, you're not really limited to your department, but it is nice to kind of have your home so that way uh, we know which circles we can work in. Um, but yeah, we kind of just, since we're small enough, we literally listed out everyone who's hired on <laughs> here. But uh, Dumpling, yeah, I don't know if there's anything else. Yeah, no, I think that's about that's about enough. It's just like we're we're trying to get organized here. We're trying to figure out who um, you know should be. I think that everyone should probably have at least like a weekly check in with um, you know their sort of department head or whoever's closest to you know whoever they're working with. Um, and this just helps us sort of organize it, like you know, between people saying, "Oh, okay," like you know, it may be that there's some people on here that you never have contact with and that's okay if they're outside of your circle, but if they're in your circle, we should probably be in touch with them or at least aware of, you know, what they're, um, what they're doing, what they're up to. And just, just helps kind of overall, I think to get a visual, um, at a high level. So we'll, we'll clean this up. Uh, if you have any, um, thoughts or concerns or anything like that, just, just kind of let us know. Um, I just kind of wanted to, um, just show it, show it off. <laughs> um, okay. Let's, uh, back to the schedule here um so i'm going to push the e-reel thing about the um e-reels idea for email standardization we'll probably talk about next week um we have silo chad uh, let me see uh, looks like we don't i just wanted to get uh, maybe uh, publius would you mind uh, giving a pod marketplace update or if anyone else uh, sure. If, if Bean Troyer's here, maybe, maybe they want to go ahead. Sure. Not sure if they are. If not, we can go ahead. Don't want to steal the. Uh, yeah. No, I don't see Bean Troyer. So we're we're wrapping things up on the pod marketplace side. Uh, you know, it will require a BIP to to be incorporated into the Beanstalk contract, and so you know, we would say. Maybe within a week, we can expect to get that proposal, uh, you know, either at least a draft live or perhaps even the formal on-chain BIP. Um, that's, that's kind of on the immediate horizon. Now, from a DAO perspective, we do need to draft that proposal, although my understanding is that Austin and Ereal have done a good job of getting that started. I'm not sure if Austin, you can just comment on the status of the documents and whether or not it will be easy to port the current content into like a, a budget, uh, not a budget, a bit proposal. 
Uh, yeah, that's mostly put together. I think it'll be a lot of copy and paste. We'll run, a, run it by you first, probably. And then uh, I'll also have to touch up the how-to guide once I see the, the new UI, but most of the work is done there. Great. Thank you. So that's in the immediate future. And maybe just one complexity that we would highlight uh, is that the Omnisha audit is well underway at this point. And so one of the problems is that, you know, we're, we're continuing to aggressively push updates to the code and new commits uh, in the sense of uh, Leo Fib is doing a great job of leading the back end uh, and developing a lot of the more sophisticated functionality that will help Beanstalk scale in the coming months. But the question is now, how do we get Omnisha to both you know, finalize the audit on the old version of the code. But now, you know, how can we get up to speed as we keep pushing BIPs in real time? Because we don't want to delay upgrades, you know, another month until the initial audit's done, and then they can review the new BIPs. So one thing that we've been trying to figure out with them is how can we figure out a an agreement that allows them to sort of continuously audit Beanstalk in each of the BIPs in advance. And specifically, we highlighted that we really want it to be done in a timely fashion uh, so that they're not the delay or the cog in the wheel and we can keep pushing content. So they just today sent us uh, a draft formal retainer agreement, um, which just, you know, speaking candidly, we found to be very attractive and reasonable. So we are thinking now about proposing another BIP uh, to fund like the continuous relationship with Omnisha so that um, they can they can continue to audit Beanstalk as we roll out further BIPs. And that includes something like the pod marketplace, which is pretty complex, um, you know, in in the sense that, you know, it's it's not like we're adding one or two functions to the contract. So it, it is really important that now that Beanstalk is getting audited that each each new version of the code and each BIP uh, is also audited. So this is just uh, an important step, but one that we we wanted to hold off on until Omnisha started to, to actually perform the audit and we, we, we get a sense of what that relationship is like. But at this point, we're feeling pretty good. And so, uh, you know, that's just uh, something that's developed in the past day that's also relevant. That sounds great. Um, while we're at it, Publius, is there any, um, I wanted to give you a chance to have the floor for a few minutes just to uh, give any other, or I can keep going through our action items and you can maybe take something at the end. What do you, what do you think? Why don't you keep going, Dumpling? This is great. Okay. I'm going to keep going through our, the schedule and then we'll give Publius uh, maybe the, the sign off at the end so we can get a few other updates. Um, okay. So next. Yeah. Oh, um, IPO and Chill and JWW were working on, they had a couple of interviews uh, or meetings with marketing agencies, PR agencies. Um, so just kind of exploring that. So I just wanted to see, I think probably uh, JWW, I don't think IPO is here. So do you want to give an update on who you spoke with and what the status is there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, I have to give a call out to, I think it's Chami and that, and that bean, I mean, just money. Um, yeah. So we've on the, on the, on the kind of paid marketing side, paid media side, uh, in the sense that we're paying them, not paying for advertising, um, have been chatting with a couple of people. Um, IPOs had a couple of conversations. We've had a conversation with a, a team overseas that actually we like quite a bit. 
Um, and so we're just trying to figure out like the best avenue to help bring awareness to um, to Beanstalk. Um, and I want to really emphasize that this is not through paid media. NASDAQ, I've seen you have a couple comments about it. And I think the community in general feels the same way. Like we don't want to be doing this through paid media. Um, this is more so looking at like what is more traditional PR and um, like social outreach and just trying to get more people to help us do that. Um, so for example, the team that we reached out to and that we've been, that we've kind of had one conversation with and we're aiming to have uh, another one pretty soon. Um, like they might help us with reaching out in terms of a PR side and media coverage. Um, so that would include both kind of more traditional, like old school finance press when it comes to like Bloomberg and CNBC and stuff like that and Business Insider, a little closer to Web3 by, you know, talking to outlets like Coindesk. Um, and they have connections and relationships with editors at these publications. Um, so it's it's much easier for them to get conversations going. Um, and obviously, um, you know, we would pass all this through Publius to make sure like, you know, your voices in the earth, sorry, the voices of Publius and, and uh, Beanstalk, et cetera, is, is articulated the way that it needs to be, et cetera. Nothing would ever go out live prior to that. Um, but one section would be like looking at public relations and media coverage. Um, another would be in terms of like social media and uh, like blog management, should we even want to go down the blog side? I know we talked about adding that on the site, but in terms of like the social media side, um, they would help us, you know, with, with um, if we need it, um, uh, pushing things on Twitter and on Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, if we go in that route with them, and then YouTube. Again, it's also really helpful because they have action, they have access to um, a laundry list of, um, you know, high volume um, Instagram, high volume YouTube, high volume um, Twitter. Some of it, again, is kind of leans a little less um, like the crypto or the DeFi natives and a little bit more mainstream, again, just to help kind of look to drive volume into the protocol. Um, they also would potentially help us look into um, getting into uh, future podcasts and work on outreach in terms of getting us into like panels for speaking, speaking opportunities, um, other AMAs um, and interviews. Um, and then there's a couple of other ways that they can help us in terms of marketing campaigns. Should we want to go that route with them? Um, they can, you know, each of these agencies can provide a bunch of other stuff too. Like they can do creative and design, but obviously we're doing that in-house, so we don't need to. Um, but they also have, which is might be helpful, is they have investor relations where they basically take a, a cut for what, introducing us to larger institutional capital, it sounds like. So there's a bunch of avenues that the this agency could help with, this one that we're talking to in particular. Um, but again, the idea is from an organic growth side, how can we continue to grow the brand um, and just basically get you know more help to do it? Um, and so we'll, once we get kind of a better understanding of what this might look like in the end, obviously we'll be sharing it with the community. Um, and then in terms of uh, funding and stuff like that, we're not sure exactly what that would look like, uh, but nothing's getting pushed out. We're just still in the immediate conversations, but hopefully in the next you know week or two, we can kind of wrap up what those look like and then be able to share with the community uh, you know what, what, what we envision that looking like and how soon that, that can roll out. Um, but really think from growing uh, you know our social following and uh, the outreach to kind of these more pub other publications, this is going to be a, this could be a very big win for us. Um, can you give us an idea of like how many you've spoken to or you, when you give us the updates, you'll give us like, we spoke to these folks, we didn't like them for this and this and this reason. We spoke to this folks, like, will you give us a breakdown like that? Or what, what was your plan? You know, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, I mean, we absolutely can. I, I'll be honest. Some of them are 
not worth even giving an update to the team uh, because they just were conversations that they didn't go anywhere. Um, but yeah, we can may, once we whittle it down to like the three or four, like yeah, absolutely, because it's not um, obviously just like a say that we're making. But these three make sense. So for example, we talked to one uh, IPO, talked to somebody who he thought was going to be a good lead, but ended up just being like somebody who seems like he's just trying to shill NFTs, uh, but kind of positioned himself in a different way. So the kind of the fringe stuff that doesn't seem value added at all, we won't even waste the community's time. Um, but in terms of those that, that we think are value added and we might actually go in the direction with, um, absolutely share it. Okay, great. Makes sense. Um, uh, now, uh, next, if you, speaking of NFTs, did you want to give an update on the NFTs, the minting of which, that sort of thing? Yeah, I think the the big thing was that the the new that the winter NFTs now are uh, mintable, and um, I've been stock and Publius I think made an announcement about that a day or two ago. Uh, but everyone should be able to go to the Bean NFT tab now and scroll down and see their uh, the winter NFTs and be able to mint them. Um, and then we'll be sharing you know future information about the NFTs um, in the in the near future. Great. Yeah, I just minted mine, uh, and I'd encourage people to maybe just like throw a tweet out there or. You know, copy paste them somewhere in the Discord. You know, it's kind of fun to share which ones you got. Um, okay. Oh, and uh, do you want to speak a little bit about the like we, the payroll? We've get, been getting that set up, and you have everything you need from everyone. I assume. I just you know wanted to. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone's probably pretty excited to hear about this. First, everyone, thank you for sending over the details that you did um, about um, getting payroll set up. Uh, just this for, for this first round of payment, it's just taking us a little bit more to finalize and make sure that it's smooth. Um, but then, ideally, starting uh, you know in the first uh, week or so of February through the rest of the quarter, we should have this much more streamlined. Um, so, everyone, thank you for your patience just as you've been doing this and responding to the to the one-off messages that, that I've been sending you and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, this it should all be ready to go, uh, and we should be able to push out payment uh, in the very near future. Um, but if you have any other questions, definitely, about this or anything else that I've been talking about, uh, be sure to send me a DM. Um, I don't know if there's anything else to talk about on the payroll side, Dumpling or Publius or anything. Uh, probably, probably just that. Um, we'll keep the rest of that. Know, kind of internal, but I just wanted to let everyone know we're, we're working on it. And JWW, thank you very much for your for your help. I think uh, it's very nice and organized and, and well done. So we're really happy about that. Um, okay, next. Um, oh, Syncubate. Uh, if are you near Mike, would want to bring you up. Um, and I know JWW, you were talking a little bit about this with him too. The um, the Pods initiative to support fifteen fifty nine community. I wanted to give you uh, a few minutes to chat about that, um, bring that up to the community, and tell them where to find more information on that. Hey, good evening. Do you hear me okay? Yeah, you sound great. All right. Um, hello, everyone. So um, as we briefly alluded to last week uh, during the DAO call, uh, a question came up as far as how can we engage other communities to uh, broaden the audience um, and brand recognition of Beanstalk within DeFi and the Ethereum community. And uh, I brought up an idea that JWW and I had been discussing on the side regarding um, public goods funding, linking that to engaging other um, communities within DeFi and the Ethereum space, and specifically the EIP-1559 NFT series 
that was um, produced last summer uh, to support 22 contributors and developers that were um, a significant part of making EIP-1559 a reality. And as you all know, uh, that that's had a significant impact in terms of um, the monetary um, value and policy of Ethereum uh, since it was debuted last summer. So um, what does this encompass? Essentially, there were 22 developers and contributors that um, received funding from uh, that NFT series. The NFT series compo uh, was composed of two parts. The first uh, predominant part was um, what they called the supporter NFT, and they sold 1,559 of those uh, for 0.1559 ETH each. And so all 1,559 supporter NFTs, they look exactly the same. There's no distinction between them. So the people that purchased these were strictly purchasing them to show their support and gratitude for these 22 developers and contributors that um, made EIP-1559 a reality. Separately, there was an additional NFT. They called it the patron NFT, and that was sold via an auction, and it ultimately sold for 32 ETH. This patron NFT, the funds were also distributed uh, to these 22 developers and contributors, and the patron NFT is distinct, uh, so it is has variation in terms of the image and um, the features. Um, but um, in totality, uh, you, can, you can see that there was a significant amount of ETH that was raised and distributed to these uh, 22 developers and contributors, varying proportions, depending, I guess, on criteria that they, de they determined internally. Um, but long story short, we'd like to engage that community. Uh, we think that um, you know, in doing so, we might uh, broaden the audience and uh, potential user base of Beanstalk. And um, we may not capture everybody. You know, we may not um, be able to attract everybody. But even if we can attract some, um, I think that would be a big win for Beanstalk and in terms of raising its visibility. And um, just making it clear that Beanstalk is, you know, stands behind the idea of public goods funding. So um, JWW and I have been talking about, you know, how can we do this? So we were, are proposing that for the 22 devs and contributors uh, who received funding through that NFT raise, we would, um, the community would donate 22 being NFTs to those um, 22 devs and contributors. And then separately, 1,559 pods uh, and JWW, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is my understanding based off of our most, our most recent communication. 1,559 pods would be allocated to the 22 devs and contributors, the one holder of the patron NFT, and the 1,559 holders of the supporter NFT. So in total, we would be donating two just under 2.5 million pods if this is agreed upon by the community and if there's support from the community and, and I'm, I'm referring to the beanstalk community um jww and i are committed to this uh speaking for ourselves he is gonna uh he's agreed to put forward one bean nft uh so we would need 21 more 
um, to donate to the 22 devs and contributors. Separately, I've agreed to donate 15,000 pods. And so we would need, you know, we'd still need a good chunk of pods to uh, make up the difference. And so we're just throwing this out there for everybody's kind of, you know, everybody digest, kind of, we welcome your feedback, but we would, you know, we would see this as an opportunity to, number one, um, make it clear to the Ethereum community and to the broader DeFi space that, you know, Beanstalk is a stablecoin protocol that stands behind um, ecosystem development and those that make it happen. And number two, this would be an opportunity to engage a much broader user base, many of whom are, you know, regular people on ETH Finance, on crypto Twitter. Speaking for myself, I found out about this fundraise through ETH Finance last summer. So um, that's all I have for now. JWW, was there anything else? No, I think I think you nailed it, Syncubate. Um, I think uh, in terms of our contributions, it's a little different, but yeah, that's a small little detail. But um, so we we listed these details out that Syncubate just walked through, so you don't have to. In case you didn't jot down all of that in the um, the fifteen fifty nine, I think it's the EP fifteen fifty nine marketing thread. Um, it's within the DAO projects. So if you guys go to the DAO projects uh, in that, you'll see like the pod marketplace dev, the EP1559 video curriculum, et cetera. And so further details about that, um, that that we just talked through, that Sigibate just talked through, um, we actually spell out there for you to take a look at. Um, and we just listed this out there. I mean, if anyone has any immediate responses, that would be great. Um, Candidly, thinking through this logistically, uh, I had a chance to talk with a few other community members about it. It seems like it might be a little tough to to execute, um, just in terms of like collecting the funds and tracking it, and accounting for gas. Um, but overall, I think it's a it's a great initiative, and I, I think Syncubate, thank you so much for bringing this up, and I've, I've enjoyed kind of talking through it with you. Um, but obviously, we would love everyone's thoughts um, either now or if you have some time to think through it and then leave comments in that thread. That would be fantastic wanted to this is something that we have time to open up uh about and i think it'd be good to get some uh some feedback and i think the public setting would be a you know a decent uh, avenue for that if if people have thoughts we don't have to spend time on it but i just thought i'd open it up um because we have a little bit of time to discuss um and to kick it off my my one thought would just be that 1559 pods each might be seen as a little bit low once people dig into the um dig into the protocol and maybe there's some way of um i don't want it to get too expensive but maybe maybe we could reward the people who the original contributors like the 22 um you know with maybe an order of magnitude higher than that but then the other people could potentially like mint them if they uh, yeah i'd like to minimize gas you know i was just thinking minimizing gas so maybe offering people the ability to like to mint them instead of airdropping them uh, or set, you know, setting them off. And then, yeah, go ahead. The, the, the other thing we would just point out is because pods are not like an ERC-20 asset or an ERC-720, they're not going to show up in people's wallets. So we'll need to have a really concerted effort to direct people to attend the website, if that makes sense. Like visit the website and recognize their pods. So it's like the, the airdrop needs to be publicized, otherwise it's useless. And it just seems as if people had to come and if people had to come and claim the pods, it'd also be less expensive. You know, people would we wouldn't you know, we wouldn't have to actually allocate it until people actually came and did it. And maybe only 
25% of people actually do it, you know? So that would be the one, the one piece of feedback I'd give, but, um, certainly interested in it. If it gets rolling, I'd be, you could count on me for a donation, either for an NFT or for some pods. Um, I'd be happy to discuss. I think it's a great idea overall, just logistically, it could get a little tricky. Yeah. And just a comment on, in terms of, um, what Publius mentioned about making sure that this is kind of broadcasted appropriately. Um, I, I brought this up to JWW. Um, the artist that was behind creating the NFT uh, as part of the fundraise, um, their their Twitter handle is at um, underscore Kitta Design. Um, so they're, they're, they're an established NFT artist. So my thinking is, you know, if, if we did proceed with this, we could probably engage the artist and let them know that, hey, you know, as a community, we'd like to show our support for public goods funding. And this is our first kind of initiative along that, um, you know, frame of thought. And, you know, we could work with that artist to kind of make the, make the message known to the holders of this NFT series. And the contributors, obviously, who made EIP-1559 reality. Did you say underscore Kitta? Just Kitta? Yeah, um, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot you a minute. I'll just message it to you. Sure, sure. You can. Yeah, I'm just, maybe we should reach out to them in advance of this, just saying we're thinking about this, you know? Uh, you know, would this be something that we could really count on your support to promote? Or, to you know, to be behind? Would you be interested in this? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I think that's a good idea, Dumpling. Uh, sorry for the background noise, um, but I, I think maybe def let's flesh it out just to your point, to, to Publius's point. Let's definitely flesh it out a little bit more because if, if we're actually going to execute on it, I think that's one thing versus it just being an idea that it might take up too much effort. And there'll be plenty of discussion over in that, that channel. So in the DAO Projects channel, the EP fifteen fifty nine marketing. Um, so there's a lot of active chat in that, and uh, you know, let's keep let's keep it going over there. But just it's great to have this on everyone's radar. Syncubate, uh, thanks for uh, for explaining it so so fully for us. And yeah, uh, on to the next item now. Um, so the um, just wanted to we had a branding another branding meeting with these beans, and I wanted to bring these beans back up on the stage just to say, kind of give a highlight from that branding meeting um, and update the DAO. And we ended up leaving that meeting with three areas of focus, like that we really think are probably most important. So, uh, Dees Beans, could you just maybe take a few minutes and uh, for everyone that wasn't at that meeting, kind of give an update and point people in the direction of any notes or anything like that? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I can be pretty brief here. So, uh, it was pretty much our final uh, brand meeting to kind of solidify some things. Um, we have the doc and I would say probably like 85, 90% done. And so we encourage people to use it. It's, uh, if you need to know where it is, I know there's the current version is on the notion, um, in the marketing, uh, tab. Um, and what we were able to do is we were able to finalize kind of the brand personality or the attributes of what Beanstalk is, who we are, that kind of thing. And we're also able to finalize our, uh, target audience, come to consensus. Um, and we're also able to come to consensus on what our next major steps are. Uh, Dumpling was talking a little bit about it earlier. So the, the three main things um, that everyone felt was top priority was, one, uh, create educational content. So content to help explain people what the white paper is or to give a friend or just resources for people to understand Beanstalk. 
Um, the other one um, is streamline the experience, which is just meaning revamp the website, <laughs> revamp the UX and the UI. Um, and then the last one being uh, increase awareness, obviously, because we're focusing on growth right now. And so we need to, um, we're taking a lot of time to plan out how we're going to do marketing and how we're going to uh, grow, but also um, grow organically because we want to make sure that um, we're getting the right people and not the paper-handed pump and dumpers. <laughs> um, the things that we didn't get to in that meeting uh, that we will be figuring out soon, um, those are, uh, the first thing is we need to figure out the budget for those tasks. Um, and the second thing being uh, just finalizing some of those high-level statements in the branding doc, the, the final 10% being, uh, for example, like the purpose statement, our, our positioning statement, and the mission statement. But um, but yeah, it's it's available in the Notion. And so we definitely encourage everyone, if you're curious what Beanstalk is and what our brand strat is, like uh, go and look it up. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, so to, to highlight those three points, it was the creating educational content, number one, streamlining the experience, um, which is mostly focused on uh, improvements to the website, and number three, increasing awareness, which is um, could be things like the you know like the marketing push that we're doing even with um, I have the little project going for the for Twitter that Canadian Bennett put together a list for that and you know reaching out to people that way, but also like JWW and IPO and Chill reaching out to uh, marketing and PR agencies like things like that. So. Um, Okay, well, great. That's what we have for the um, for the sort of formal agenda. I want to open things up for now for people, um, you know, pain points people are having, ideas, um, that sort of thing. Uh, so the floor is open. I have a question. Um, I don't know if this has been discussed before, um, and um, and if it makes sense uh, to think about something like this or not. Um, I, I was talking to two friends uh, yesterday about Beanstalk, and and they were um, like looking at it uh, from a PNL uh, uh, point of view or level, where they wanted to like you know trying to make understand how does this look month on month. Uh, and I understand that you can get the data and 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 try run it in there, but. Uh, do we want to do something like that that is easier for those who are like used to that kind of you know reading so that they understand what's happening in the protocol in what format would that be or, or like what specifically would they be looking for uh, the, the way i see it is it's pretty simple right now so so let's say month on month uh, what you're looking at is how much um, did the protocol um, buy in 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 beans uh, like you know you bought this much in beans and then you issued that many debt so the debt becomes your expense uh, and then it sits uh, on on the balance sheet uh, and then you know the months that the protocol prints money then you know this is the profit and then you're paying off on that and then month on month you can start seeing you know are you going negative or positive negative or positive uh, anyone here with accounting background uh, that can, like, you know, add, add more to that or uh, understand what, you what I'm talking about? 
to probably query the subgraph for that kind of thing, I, or? Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, the, the data is already available. It just it just becomes like a form of a report. I'm happy to draft uh, something and share it. And if you know, if people here think that you know it's interesting or it adds more uh, credibility or transparency to the protocol, then we can like give it a thought. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I I think it'll be. Um, with the new BIP that passed, Publius, won't it end up being net even as opposed to the amount of uh, beans that are printed balancing out the amount of debt issued? And then it's just as we, as we grow, the proportion of debt to the size of the protocol gets smaller? Uh, well, you said doubling is correct, but not sure how exactly that relates to Mod's concern about wanting to model different things out. Yeah, I'm, I'm think um, what I'm what I'm talking about here is is more like a financial report. Um, so what we're what we're looking at here is the market cap. This is the currency um, or or the, the the market cap of beans, uh, uh, basically. But that doesn't give you what's happening on the Dow level, you know. So uh, think yeah, of it I like, mean, we were just uh, wait. You're talking about a financial report for the Dow, like Beanstalk Farms. Like, what is Beanstalk Farms spending its money on? Or you're talking about like a financial report on the status of Beanstalk? Being stuck itself. So, so on that front, you know, we would highly encourage people like yourself, Mod, to write their own thoughts up. But in general, we definitely want Beanstalk Farms to stay away from giving financial advice or financial appraisals of Beanstalk. You know, that's where we think we run into a little bit of trouble, perhaps. Uh, understood and clear. Imad, to your point, real quick, um, I'm not sure, and correct me if I'm wrong, everybody, is there is there a Dune Analytics page? Do you think that might be helpful, like a public? I know we have analytics on the Beanstalk website, but uh, to your point about maybe more analytics for those that are interested, do you think a, um, that might be helpful? I think the question uh, that that we're trying to answer, like the answer or you know, the point of it is like, anyone comes here, you know, the first question is, First of all, how does this thing make money, and 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 has it been you know working or not? And and yes, you can take a look at you know uh, how often has it been printing, how often has it been issuing debt, and then come to those conclusions or these conclusions. Uh, but if you see it um, um, in a typical uh, PNL level, and then you see like you know in this month, this is how much was printed, and this one, this is how much debt was issued, and then you can see are you positive or in the negative, uh, and you, and you continue building up uh, um, on it. But anyways, um, maybe uh, I may not be clear, um, or um, I'm, I'm explaining it well. So I can I can I can draft something and, and share it because this won't be really advice. It's it's just what's happening. It's more of like let's say you know we want to get uh, audited um, financially, not not from a security perspective. This is what they will look at and say you know that's what's happening. Uh, the, the data is there. There is like no more um, to give out. There is just is just presenting it. I'm about to sneeze. <laughs> Someone else has to chime in. I, I was going to say briefly, I think one of the reasons we don't have a Dune Analytics page is because we're using a diamond structure for the protocol. So until Dune updates or we can find some alternative, I think that's what prohibits the Dune Analytics. Well, Evan, I'm not sure if Evan's here. Evan had said that they had 
they thought they could get some stuff up on June, but not sure if they were they had made any progress on that. I can follow up with Evan on that. Um, that would be amazing. Yeah, I remember him saying that, and that seemed pretty cool. So if if that could be, done, that'd be amazing. Yeah, that I think Dune would be great. Uh, Publius just said in the Dow Barnyard chat that Beanstalk is on to now, but that's news to us, so uh, would have to find a link. Not sure if you can post it, Publius. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole like Dune dashboard community. Uh, I know they have like a podcast and they feature different dashboards, so yeah, please post a link and maybe some of us could go kind of play around there and see if we can share it with some people who'd be interested. I think that could be referenced on the on the on the main page um, somewhere. Sure. Yeah, we, quality, we, also, right? we also have to have add the curve uh, the curve pool to the website as well. A link to that. So lots of different things we have to update. Well, unless anyone has any um, other things they want to bring up, which you're certainly open to, um, I might pass it to Publius for some other uh, kind of updates and their their thoughts. Um, sure. Thank you, Dumplin. First off, the our biggest concern is that people are not going to spend the like hour, which is a real pain in the ass, uh, but it's important that everyone does it. Uh, getting themselves set up with the notion because once you go through the friction of just understanding how it works um it will greatly benefit everyone to operate through the notion and to keep it live and updated so Hugh has done a great job of putting together a series of um videos that should explain pretty in depth uh how the notion works and uh you know with all due respect to Hugh that it is a little bit you know, dense to get through. So we would encourage people to spend time, you know, spacing it out so that they can really focus. But we would just really encourage everyone to block out the time. They're not that long, 10 minutes a pop or so, uh, to to get familiar with the the notion. That would be our first just item that we would really encourage everyone to to spend the time so that things can start to run more efficiently. And in line with that, if there are things that are unclear or you don't understand or you think can be improved, definitely shoot us a line. Uh, Dumpling, is there a place already for like suggestions and stuff for the notion? Uh, or if not, maybe we can add like a, a spot for that either in the discord or the notion. Not sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll add it right in like on top of the videos or maybe right at the end of the video. So people can just jot down their various comments on, um, yeah, I'll add a little, a little spot for that. That's a great idea. One thing I'd, I'd mentioned on the notion is, um, I, I mentioned this in the, in the operations meeting, but if you play it at 1.25 times speed, that's like, I found that perfect as far as like understandability, but also like just keeping things kind of, kind of snappy and, uh, but they're really great videos. Just watch them and we can see on youtube how many people have seen it and right now it's not too many so uh let's uh let's all try to watch those if we can so we we already spoke a little bit about the pod marketplace that's sort of in the immediate pipeline uh one thing that 
you know, we're quite kind of curious for people's thoughts here, and we don't know what is the right answer, but to date, we've gone out of our way to make sure that each version of the code, each BIP uh, that has substantive changes to the model has an associated version of the white paper with it. And over the next two months, let's call it, there's going to be a series of BIPs that are all very much related, like adding the curve pool to the silo and then adding the curve pool to the Oracle that, you know, we could maybe continue to do one white paper per version of the code, but it's, it's starting to take up an excessive amount of our time. And we're thinking about maybe just doing like, like not a 2.0 version of the white paper, but like uh, a significant leap in the direction where it's going so that maybe we don't have to do five, uh, five different versions. Not sure if people find the level of granularity we've been performing changes helpful thus far and whether people think we should keep doing that, in which case if, if people think it's really valuable, like there's a reason we've been doing it. So it's not like we were, we're you know, we're necessarily jonesing to stop, but just not sure if that's the best use of our time versus doing like a larger update to the white paper. And this is just something that's been on our mind. I mean, I personally think that it's, uh, well, for me, it's, it's not too much of a problem if you uh, maybe do it in chunks, like, uh, larger revision. I feel like that's just a little bit more efficient, and especially while we're in cr uh, crunch time, um, to just be moving products. I would also cast a vote in that direction. I think you know things like links to the curve pool from the Bean Money site are the you know more impactful low hanging fruit that everyone sees, rather than uh, a few edits to the white paper, which are important at the end of the day. But I think PearPoint can certainly be batched. Yeah, I, I vote the same way. I think I've been getting a lot of questions from, you know, not everyone looks at the white paper. Some people are just saying like, oh, you know, I, I get a lot of questions about why the silo is paying 3% and like how much they can expect to make in the next year in the silo if it's only 3%. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> like some of the level of understanding is, is much lower. And I think if we could push out changes like that as a, like, um, yeah, I, would, I would just encourage you to batch it and be as efficient as possible. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the only problem is, you know, at the margin, that just means that there might be short periods in time where the white paper is slightly inaccurate, which we've tried really hard to avoid as much as possible. Now, there has been a lag typically when a BIP has been approved and when we've published the white paper to reflect those changes. So it's not like there's already like a perfect situation. But th these, this feedback is helpful, and we may, we may scale back the level of granularity to each version of changes. And, you know, there's no right answer here. So we appreciate everyone's feedback. Can we also maybe even um, just on the white paper in the beginning, just like write a side note or something saying, oh, it's updated every three weeks or something, or two weeks. I don't know how, how often we want to do it, but... That way, people, if they're really concerned about it, they can just see that it's like, oh, okay, it was updated here, and it's going to get updated at this time. Yeah, I mean, the problem with that is we don't know the pace that BIPs will go out. Like, the pod marketplace BIP is one thing. You know, that's probably a simpler 
integration into the white paper because it'll be more just a part of the appendix probably. But the curve integration into the silo and the Oracle, those are sort of two separate two separate changes to the white paper, but we want to generalize both the silo section and the Oracle section to encompass other pools potentially. We don't want to keep rewriting the white paper to upgrade, you know, every time we add a pool. So the the point is maybe it isn't even that many versions of the white paper. And at this point we're just thinking out loud. So uh thank you everyone for your your feedback. We're you know, we want to do what what, what everyone else thinks is right as well here. So My Go ahead. I was just I was just gonna say, could you just like it, you know, whenever we add a bit that changes the Oracle or, or the silo or something, maybe just add a note at the top of that section and be like, hey, go check out the bit that's attached to the bottom of the white paper. And that explains the changes that happened. Like, just add the bits to the bottom of the white paper. Like, I think that'd be a lot faster and easier. Yeah, that's an interesting idea, actually. Um... The problem is at some point you get into the white paper just gets abusively long. Like it's already 35 pages. Um, and now you add each of the bits, that'll probably add 10 pages or something to the white paper. So, yeah, we're going to think a little bit more about this, but this is all very helpful. Yeah, and dumping the, or sorry, Publius, the, the white paper like is the source of truth at the end of the day for everything, right? So, um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I would I think I agree with everyone else that updating it in chunks makes a lot of sense. But it is it is like the source of truth for everything, correct? Correct. And that's why to date we've tried really, really hard to keep it as accurate as humanly possible. And you know, we reread the white paper front to back, like really in depth for the first time during the the version edits for 1.6.0. And we did make pretty you know, pretty thorough just modifications and tweaks, but the whole thing is held up pretty well to the point where we do feel like, you know, the bits that are all lined up in the next two months can probably be incorporated either in like four versions of the white paper or one. And so that's at the margin, that's probably what we're considering. Um, so unclear whether it'll be two versions we end up putting out or, or one or four, but this is very helpful. And knowing that, Publius, I mean, does it would it make sense at all um, to potentially look for like a, a part-time technical writer that that Publius vets quite thoroughly? We've been looking so, so hard, I promise you. We, uh, so uh, yeah, that's top. Of, ultimately, we want the white paper to be maintained by the community, but uh, given how important it has been uh, in attracting the really high-quality community that Beanstalk has thus far. We we are committed to making sure that it maintains its really high high standards. Uh, so until we, you know, we're not at the point where where we feel like, you know, we can hand off any of those responsibilities for better or worse. Right, that makes sense. I mean, if it if it's helpful, um, I'm happy to just get on a call and just you could um, Publius in general could just talk through high level what those criteria of someone might look like for a technical writer, and then in turn, you know, obviously once you you sign off and approve or whatever it is, I think it might be a way for the community to help potentially look for future uh, technical writers to help um, rather than making that seem like it's entirely on Publius's shoulders, um, just as as an option. Yeah, I think that that should probably be a part of the job board that 
you know, as we're working on structuring the notion a little bit more, since that's definitely a job. So maybe you can just make a note, J-Dubs, and we'll, we'll be sure to flesh that out together. Sounds great. Uh, not to get you off the white paper proof list, but um, anything else that's top of mind? All right, fine. We'll stop talking about the white paper. So, the the there's probably not too much. Everyone's already been on 15 minutes, so don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, but the maybe the last thing is. Uh, want to thank everyone for your patience as we've been getting together the snapshots stuff uh we know it's annoying to get paid a little bit late uh and we're sorry about that but i uh, do want to give just a quick shout out to jww who's done an amazing job to get the infrastructure set up for like continuous on-time payments going forward so uh this should be like a one-time delay and we feel pretty good about the setup on that front for for q1 so uh, sorry about that, and thank you, everyone, for, for coming out. Okay, well, thanks for everyone. Thanks for coming out, everyone. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, see you next week. We'll be doing the – on uh, Tuesday, we'll be uh, back to our regular scheduled uh, uh, A&T University. And also want to let you know that there's a little Guess the Beans giveaway. If you go onto Twitter, you'll see it. Also, there's a link to it in the Discord, so – the fun jar of uh, black beans you can i haven't counted them yet so that's a fun one uh and yeah we'll uh thanks for coming and we'll see you all around the farm thank you dumpling for a good meeting thank you guys take care